What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Vlad Lakshin, who's a co-founder of Turtle. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, excited to have you on. I'm looking forward to learning more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of your company, haven't heard of Turtle, what are you working on? What is Turtle? Yeah. Um, so we've created what we think is the, the simplest all-in-one suite for working together online. Uh, COVID pushed us all to working online, but today you still kind of got a, one place for compliance and payments, one place for your task management and chat, another place for actually finding people. We think that's a lot of friction between two people simply working together. So we see ourselves as almost creating like the Venmo of getting to work with someone. If you just need to chat and payments with them, that's great. If you need the task management, chat, Calendly type of setup, we have that as well. If you need to integrate with other tools, we've got that on the horizon. Um, but right now it's a nice full stack solution for two people working together, two teams working together that covers everything from compliance payments to the actual collaboration tools. you need. So kind of walk me through, like, let's say, well, I guess two questions. One is this, could this be used for small teams? Can it be used for big teams? I guess one, what type of team would be kind of using this? And then you can kind of walk me through like, the user experience of someone, you know, if they sure. landed on your site and they became a customer, you know, started using the product, like, can you kind of walk me through what that looks like kind of for the yeah, someone yeah. using it for the first time? For sure. Um, so we're, we're a bit more of a picks and shovels company than something where a customer simply goes on and goes and hires someone. Uh, we build the tools for the small teams and independents who are working online. So if you think of what Shopify did for stores, if you want to go and sell socks online, you've got this full suite of tools to be able to put up a storefront, handle payments, handle taxes, handle everything else that you need all in one suite. Makes it really easy to sell a sock online. We've done the same thing, but being able to sell an hour of your time or 100 hours of your team's times or a monthly contract of your team's times. So the experience is actually built for the teams who are working online. They get a back office to be able to create contracts, workspaces, chat rooms, group chats, anything else that they might need to work with their clients. And it's all integrated into one solution, gives the clients a really transparent view into where their time and money is going. Um, so the experience is kind of 80% built for the service provider, uh, but there are some pieces that are built for the, uh, the clients who are hiring them as well. And walk me through a little bit about the origin of the story here. Like, why did you decide to work on this? And kind of why solve this uh, specific yeah. problem? Um, so I, my co-founder and I have been building online teams, online software teams for about a decade now. Uh, kind of started off building our own agencies. We built separate agencies. Um, then we built our own startups with remote teams kind of before it was uh, an in thing with COVID. Uh, and then we came together to build a freelance marketplace. And that was really the culmination of how can we put 
people and tools into one platform uh, and really give this all in one simple experience for working online. But at every step of that journey, it's just still so complicated to get to work with someone, whether they're on the other side of the world or whether you meet them at a Starbucks. You still have to go through just an inordinate amount of forms and compliance and everything else. And that just gets in the way of the creative and technical work that we think should be on the forefront and everything else should just get out of the way. Totally. And, and as you've been working on this, like, you know, you, you said you, you, you have a co-founder, like, how do you kind of know what to work on when you wake up? Like, either, as a startup, there's a million things you like could be focusing on. Um, maybe for you specifically, what, what do you spend your time on? And like, how do you know to spend time on it? If that makes sense. That's a great question. I mean, as a, as a co-founder of the business right now, we have 18 members total. Um, but you know, when it was just Mankat and I, it's, you do everything. Uh, and then kind of, as you scale up, you do a little less of everything, but you're still going to wear a tremendous amount of hats. Uh, and every quarter it still changes. So in Vankan and I kind of have our natural gravitations. I'm more design and product oriented. He's more engineering and product oriented, but when the business needs it, I might focus on fundraising for a quarter or on customer development for a quarter on the growth side for a quarter. Um, this last quarter, uh, we started to put together, uh, the beginnings of our first fundraise and I, uh, I really, we really focused on, on the product side uh, of some contract creation back office pieces. So um, I'd say it was probably like 60% product design and 40% business growth and fundraising related. Totally. And I guess one more question along those lines, and that's, you know, even going from, you know, just co-founding team to a small team is like, I feel like the company looks completely different or feels different, uh, you know, just even from two people to four people to eight people to like 16 people. What have been some things that you've maybe learned as you've kind of built your team and kind of ra raised a little capital? Like, you know, what have been some learning? We, we actually haven't raised capital yet. It's been a bootstrap business. So far. okay, uh, we bootstrapped it to a couple million in sales now. Um, so that's awesome. That. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so it's, see, so what did we learn? Um, I, I think we just kind of keep relearning this lesson that, that sounds a bit cliche now, but just opportunity is not everywhere. <laughs> talent is, um, talent is everywhere. Opportunity is not, I think is the, the smoother phrasing of that. Um, and we just keep relearning that as we work with people in different countries. I and mean, we have team members in the U S we have team members in Brazil and Russia. Um, it, it, everybody just comes with their, their own level of skill that you really can't read on, on a book's cover. Um, and we just keep learning and relearning that. Um, and you know, some people might work 10 hours a week or 15 hours a week and be excellent at contributing to a team at that level. And um, I think we've just, as a kind of work culture, uh, adopted that the only way that somebody's a first class worker is if they're working 40 hours a week in Silicon Valley or nearby, um, and over the last decade, and especially in building turtle, we've just relearned how wrong that is. Um, we, we've had contributors at five hours a week I and mean, we don't call them team members, but people who you know, in our, in our chat app, somebody who is an expert in flutter building the text rendering pieces of flutter and in, in five hours a week. And, and we're really happy to have his contributions at five hours a week, but that's really all that we need. And he's great at being able to contribute in those amounts. Um, so being able to, to look at talent in a, in a non-traditional way, I think is, is what we keep learning and relearning. I love that. It's just like the future of work is future of work is, is flexible, you know, and to fit kind of what you want. 
um, out of, you know, your schedule in your life, which is, which is great. Uh, but I'm curious for you, if you were to kind of look at, look out into the future, like five, 10, 15 years, take all your learnings, take your day to day and just project it out. What do you see this company looking like in like a decade yeah. or two? Or in other words, what's the big vision here? Yeah. Um, eventually we'd like to, to simply be the easiest way for two people to work together, two people, two organizations. Right now we work with a, so we've had uh, about 30 agencies use the platform this year. Um, that's anywhere from kind of a one to 10 person team. Uh, five to 10 years in the future, I'd love for that number to be more like a million or, uh, or a few million. And in getting there, I think our strategy is pretty simple. We build better and better tools and we take a lower and lower fee. And as long as we can keep doing that, I think we become more and more of a no-brainer for more and more teams around the world. I mean, if you look at like Upwork and Fiverr, which I think are kind of the worst of the bunch in terms of offering a platform for somebody who wants to, to sell their work online, um, they've created this work, this race to the bottom that just isn't fair for the people who are doing the work. Shopify took a totally different approach. They were like, instead of throwing you all into this meat market of, hey, go sell your stuff. It's let's give you the tools to go sell things in the way that you want to sell them and the way that you want to deliver your products. And I think this year they had like seven IPOs come out built on top of Shopify, um, which is crazy, but you know they've been 10 years into it. Um, I see us taking a very similar path, but on the service side, on people, whether you're working for a company and you want to sell five hours of your time on the side, or whether you want to build a 10 person agency or a hundred person agency, Right now, we've got our sweet spot of this kind of one to 10 person, small teams and software design and development, but five to 10 years in the future, I want us to just be the simplest way to be able to spin up your own service org, be able to meet somebody in a coffee shop, pull out your phone, pull out Turtle and have everything that you need to work together. I love that. It's, it's such a fun and exciting vision to kind of paint and build for. But the thing, to, in order to do that, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders and the Seed Scout community help? Are you hiring? Are you um, raising money? Looking for like customers or partners? You know, how, yeah, how can we um, So I, I mean, I'll take full advantage of that question. Uh, there's a few areas. Um, one is we we always love connecting teams who are using Turtle with founders who are open to flexible remote work. So specifically, founders who've kind of adopted this this new way of I don't care where somebody is, and I also don't care if they don't work 40 hours. If that's appealing to you, please reach out. Um, and uh, on the fundraising side, we will be starting a fundraise early in 2022. So we bootstrapped the business to a couple million in sales now, have built a, a great product platform, but every business needs capital eventually to be able to accelerate as quickly as it can. Um, and I believe that we've reached that point. Um, and on the internal team side, um, if, uh, if anyone's a, a fractional growth strategist, growth consultant, um, or <laughs> this is a really random request, but just like, really good at making tech focused memes. Um, I, I think that's a, that's like a great marketing channel these days. And whoever has gotten really good at that, I think you can sell your service for a lot of money these days. Um, so yeah, any of those three areas would be really helpful to us. What a world we live in where I, I feel like like chief meme officer is like a thing. Like that, that is a valuable a role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, think about how some of the, the early stage companies are growing today. You, you can have an Instagram channel, a Twitter channel, and if your content's good enough, that's all you need. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it makes me just wonder what's going on on the people that, that can build those. I feel like generally they skew younger. There's also, of course, a lot of, you know, yeah. all demographics, but I feel like the meme culture came out of like Gen Z. So you got this like yeah, league yeah. of just like all these 18 year olds that are just fighting totally. to be these meme lords. It's like, but it's I hilarious. <laughs> I love the term meme lord there, but I also think it's like 
a really strategic role. Like I, I, I think people are just like, oh yeah, they, they throw together some memes and sometimes it works. Like, no, I think they actually go much deeper than that. Like yeah. they, this is like a cultural shift in, in how we market. I mean, even back to, to the last couple of elections, like memes are here and memes communicate and, and people who really have adopted this, this new channel um, are, are going to make some moves in marketing. Totally. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, for my last question for you is, if someone wanted to learn more, you know, become your meme lord, you know, or just like reach <laughs> out and uh, and just check out what you're doing, how can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media, yeah, so email, tur- anything like that? TurtleOS.com is our website. Um, there, so given the infrastructure that we built in, in contracts, payments, et cetera, uh, the first community that, that we've spun up where um, startups can actually find the different teams who are working on Turtle is called Match.dev. So if you are one of those founders and you'd like to get connected directly to one of the teams on Turtle OS today, you can go to match.dev. You'll actually be able to start using some of the tools directly from that get started button and, and get an experience of Turtle right there. Um, on the meme board side, go to uh, turtleos.com. We have a contact button or you can email directly hi at turtleos.com. Uh, my email is vlad at turtleos.com. Uh, please feel free to just reach out directly. To me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Matt.